<laughs> okay, you ready? Three, two, one, go. Oh man, that was all fucking bud. All fucking buddy. Look at that. Welcome to Strange Range. Where we are joined by professional axe thrower. Extraordinaire. A true acoustic chainsaw hucker. The the Viking Ninja. Yeah. Colton. The one and only. <laughs> Glad to have on? you on the show, buddy. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, eh? Yeah, first of all, let's just figure out the microphone thing. Okay. Uh, about a fist from the mouth. No. There you go. No? Okay. Well, that. I like yelling. <laughs> Off the rails I, already. I'm, G- I'm German, so I like yelling. Yeah. <laughs> I just do it. This is how I like, yeah? Wer muss in die Juden aufhasen? Well, today marks week three of the NFL regular season and week one of the NHL preseason. Oh, yeah. Boys. Yeah. We back. We back. Like this wee shit like you watch hockey. Uh, I, I mentioned <laughs> Yo, football. Colton, we back. Yeah. We back. Goofy yeah. ass fucking. Colton's rocking the, uh, the fucking big Z with the C right now. That CCM Char jersey. Yeah. Super slick. Which looking great. We should probably. Uh, we did. We. Uh, we willed, kind of some, we willed something into existence. Made something happen out of nothing, you know? Chara got the one-day contract so he could retire as a Bruin. It's that strange magic, oh, Dude, we're doing something here. We're fucking doing it. You know, it's like there's like a beat factory. Like, this is like the strange cave. I don't know. Like, something, we'll work on that. I heard, I heard Chara was listening, up. and he was like, you know what? I should probably go talk to somebody in the office about that. I'd be scared to get back on the mic. Just like the next episode of after I find out he <laughs> listens. Too like, much power. <laughs> <laughs> Think he heard that? I think he heard me sneeze. He's gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be so rad though, man. Uh, but yeah, so Big Z gets retires a Bruin man. Was that last week or the week before we were talking about that? Whether or not they did one one year contracts? I think it was two. a week prior to him yeah. actually. I think it was yeah, it was a week prior to him actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, because Justin hits you up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, God, <laughs> instantly. Well, actually, yeah. And then after the next episode, he came out. He's like, "Listen, bro, I'll always be your fact checker." And it's like, not a compliment. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds a lot like you're saying I'm dumb. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, man, I've been watching hockey half as long as you. Okay, so watch out. <laughs> Everybody's got goog these days. I know, man. But it's nice to have another Bruins fan in the house. A guy that, uh, by the way, not a jab at Justin, but actually plays hockey with me. That's you know, that's also cool. I've wasted them up before, bud. Dude, that was. I can't wait for this winter. You got to come over and play hockey again. I do. I'm down to help set it up. Like, we need to make it bigger. That was my big thing. (sighs) It's so hard because the grass slants upward right from there. And every, like, two inches I go out, I'm adding, like, an inch at least in water depth. And that that makes difficulty every time. But I got a a level and a shovel, bud. I don't own this place. <laughs> so <laughs> it does seem like it'd just be an improvement though. That's what I thought too. Cause yeah. I was thinking, man, I was like, what if I actually like uh, think about it? This is now the only home Jack remembers. Mm-hmm. He's been here that many years. Yeah. Dad's house. And it's like, if I bought this side of the duplex, the first thing I would do is, uh, I would go and, um, I'd, I'd fucking dig it out all the way to the fence and level it. Yeah. I'd have like a uh, cold plunge. I'd, I'd gravel the side of the house. Who fucking cares about grass there? I'd have a cold plunge set up in a trough. I'd have a, a two-man barrel um, uh, sauna on the side. And then I'd have hockey rink set up and a place to shoot my bow and a little corner for Jack to play in the grass. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sounds fucking perfect. That would be sweet. Yeah. There was a place I saw for sale recently. I, I think that things are st- starting to come down finally. Uh, yeah. Janice found it, actually. It's somewhere between here and Polson. So it was like out of the way, but it was like mm-hmm. 20 acres. 
and a three bedroom, two bathroom house for like one hundred and fifty thousand. Well, this is the thing because I was looking, looking when I first moved here, and then once once the market spiked, there was uh, two places that I was still able to find shit, and it's Polson and Marion, and both of them have come up, and they're both starting to come back down. But when it went from because at one point I was able to get eight to ten acres uh, here for um uh, with a small like two bedroom to three bedroom house for close to 300 when i first moved here and then it went to you can maybe get half an acre for at uh, just half an acre for that but in marion during that time you could get like 80 acres with no house for less than that but but it's way out there and there's nothing out there it's a terrible place to live no one no one should move there ever never ever ever and to put Utilities into would probably be about the same price. Yeah, so, you know how many gangs are in Marion? Stay away from that place. All don't, the gangs. Don't fucking move there. You get gored Lots by fucking thug ass elk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking bears and shit. You hear that? Bears. That's true though. I have a buddy that, whole that just moved out to Marion, and he's he's seen four separate bears around his his property in the last couple weeks. See, I'm weird like that though, because like I would instantly like just set a trap, get really drunk, kill one bear in the middle of a field, and then eat it there. Just knowing the rest are watching, and I'd randomly like <laughs> be eating it raw, just like, like behind me and stuff, just in case they all see it. You gotta send a message. You pussyfoot around. He's just out there reenacting uh, the edge as Anthony Hopkins. Oh god, like, I love come that on, movie. Dude, charge me, charge me, fucking charge me. Yeah, you know? dude, that movie's so rad. Yeah, dude, dude. When the when the fucking geese hit the propeller, oh, such. I might have to watch that movie tonight. Actually, it's so great. That's a, have you seen that, Colton? No, dude, so good. I yeah. fucking don't even like Alec Baldwin. And like that movie, like if you like Alec Baldwin, go watch The Edge. He's such a cocksucker in that movie. Yeah, the whole time is just planning on being a he's, he's fucking his like what is his boss, boss and friend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of like, the kind of part. You haven't seen The Edge? Like, yeah, no, dude. No. So, it's, been, uh, it's been years since I've seen it. But fuck, it's my so my mind went to The Revenant. Well, oh, see, okay. it's, it fits mm. very well in that category yeah. of movie, though. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's really fucking good. That's a that's a solid recommendation, actually. If if uh, any of our listeners hadn't seen that movie, yep, dude, that, that fucking scene where he's wearing the bear coat. Oh, dude, so and the cool. watch the whole time, so cool, dude. Uh, sidebar on the Reverend, because that is a true story. Do you know how that really ended? So I'll just use like the actor's name. So Leonardo DiCaprio like somehow survives, makes it out of there, crawling and all that shit, and goes after Tom Hardy. Right? Mm. Uh, in real life, Tom Hardy's character found, caught wind that he was coming for him. So he before he met up with him at the end of that movie, he had actually Tom Hardy had already left by the time uh, DiCaprio got there. Tom Hardy's uh, character in real life made it to Texas and signed the, uh, signed up for the army, and so Leonardo DiCaprio's character went to Texas, went past and went to Texas, found him, was at the gates of a fort saying, send that motherfucker out. And they go, government property now. He just went down there. He's like, oh, I heard there's some 24-year-olds hanging out down there. Dude. But for real, <laughs> he made it to the gate where that guy was. And they're like, yeah, that's fucked up. He shouldn't have done that, but we can't give him to you. We can't let you kill him. He's a soldier now. And then literally, he just had to turn around. It was Hugh Glass. Had to turn around and was like, well, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So fucked up. Yeah. But the scalping was true. That guy actually did survive a scalping. How about Tom Hardy being a real life badass? It's so funny. So in the jujitsu community, how people are getting pissed about that it has nothing to do with Tom, with Tom Hardy. It has to do with um, uh, Gordon Ryan just broke all the. I mean, he is undeniably the best nogi uh, jujitsu practitioner that's ever lived, and he has set the bar so high that it's looking impossible for anyone to beat. He has, I think, three or four weight classes, championships. He's got. 
he tried to stack the odds against him this year because he's friends with a guy that runs the ADC, uh, ADCC uh, tournament, the Abu Dhabi Combat Club tournament. It's the biggest jiu-jitsu thing. And they were both on Rogan. And the guy who runs the tournament was like, yeah, Gordon hit me up out of nowhere and was like, hey, uh, who are the top five seeds? And I was like, well, I listed them off. I mean, that's not you know secret information. He goes, cool. Put them all on my side of the bracket of the tournament to start. And he goes, uh, that would be really hard. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I can't do that. He's like, it's not cheating. He's like, it's kind of opposite cheating, but yeah. I still can't do that because it looks bad. Stack it against me. <laughs> yeah, he tried to do that. He ended up uh, winning Damn, all dude. the way through. And then he did a super fight with the other, the guy that has the most uh, titles besides him. And he had to pay him a side bet to make him take the fight uh, 10 to 1. He goes, whatever money you put up to fight against me, I will put 10 to it. And so he's like, well, how about 1,000? He goes, all right, I'll put 10,000. And the dude's like, well, how about I put 10,000? He goes, I'll put 100,000. Just make sure you show up. And like, he had to do that two years in a row. The guy shows up, also beat him. Damn. Literally, he's unfucking stoppable. And then Tom Hardy wins a couple matches and the internet takes over. Everybody's like, look at this amazing thing that just happened in jiu-jitsu. And then now all anyone wants to do is focus on Tom Hardy. Yeah, now, bad it, timing. <laughs> it's all it's all positive shit. Yeah. Because everyone's like, because that guy is not showing up to act like a celebrity. He's not like... I'm Tom Hardy. He's not even saying anything. He just, you know, does. He's, he's courteous. He fights. He leaves. He's doing great. I think it's awesome for the sport. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. It just, it's always cool when someone. Action stars are rarely who they portray. You know, mm-hmm. you've got a handful of people. You got your like, you know, your uh, Schwarzeneggers. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not the guy that he plays in the movie, but he's a real life badass. Oh yeah, you one know? of the best bodybuilders of all time. Yeah, legend. Uh, you know, there's there's a handful of those guys. You know, the Seagals. Mm-hmm. You know, that know what they're doing, stuff like yeah. that. So it's it's cool when you see something like that, especially from somebody like me from the outside mm-hmm. looking in. Like it's just neat to see those stories come up. Yeah, like I'm looking at his technique and stuff, and it's just like, man, he's he's better than me for sure, way better than me. And he chose to do gi tournaments. Like he could be like the cool guy with all the cool fucking fight shorts and rash guards on and doing a lot of shit and like that's where jujitsu is moving towards and a lot of people think it's toxic that we're getting away from like traditional jujitsu but he chose to do gi jujitsu and that's not only that but he look, shows up and then like a, a shitty beard just yep. looks haggard hair is look like all overgrown star. and shit yeah, yeah. I thought it, I, I thought that was super cool like yeah if he'd have come in looking like Hollywood I would have been a little bit different probably but I mean he was about as shit I watched those cool. fights in Rudy Form. yeah that's fucking yeah. rad if Zuck had been in there I'd be like smash that fucking nerd smash him smash him <laughs> oh that's right I forgot he was fucking he's training too yeah I don't think he's competing though I think that someone will just shoot him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot he was talking about that that was one of the things he talked about on the Rogan podcast did you listen to that episode at all yeah, he was he was talking about he he started training jujitsu and he got a bunch of his buddies into it and I guess he like spends a bunch of time in Hawaii doing like uh, what do they call it foiling yeah yeah that shit yeah I don't know yeah seems he's he's cooler than I've been giving him credit he's for. cooler than he's been in the past at yeah. least like that's probably what it is he's probably gotten a little uh, more laid back and just trying to do shit but that's the thing about jujitsu though really it's just like there's even like I shared a meme not too long ago it was like two guys sitting at a bar one's looking at the other one and it's like my buddy like crying his eyes out about his problems and I'm just sitting there with that card in my pocket it's like bro you need jujitsu <laughs> but it's just so good for you and you can see these people like Tom Hardy's a crazy dude he had a rap career uh, he's like super like he had a of, rap career? yeah what? yeah what the fuck? Yeah, look it up. I saw an interview the other day. Give her and a goog, J-Mo. Give her a goog. Uh, no, I saw <laughs> comedy. I saw, <laughs> I saw a interview, like a little clip of it, and this kid was like talking to him in the interview. He's like, so what happened to your rap career? And he goes, oh, my rap career. Uh, I sucked. I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, 
he got random tattoos when a lot of uh, actors in his position weren't doing that. He has method acted. He's gone up really high in weight. He's gone low in weight. He's he bangs done, a dude once in a while. He uh, he bangs some dudes. He played. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw it. I can't remember the name of it, but it was. Uh, it's a true story about two uh, twin brothers that were London gangsters, and one of them was really really tough and, and but closet kind of kind of closet gay, and then the other one was uh, kind of slicker lady killer. But they both ran the the underground English mob kind of thing, and uh, he played them both. What? Yeah, that's fucking cool. He played both twin brothers sharing scenes, and in one scene, um, they fight each other. Did the old parent trap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. In one scene, they're in this I thought room. Lindsay was the only person that could pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she low-handed herself and fucking Skid Row. Man. Um, but no, fucking uh, queen. In one scene, he literally like uh, he plays like the gay one, who's kind of like just crotchety kind of one, um, and then the other brother like finally gets a girlfriend. And they have this really weird, like, twinsy connection where they're super close. And the gay one just gets fucking pissed at him. And so he's drunk in front of a bunch of people. And it just starts, like, saying some outlandish shit to his brother's lady. And, like, yeah, he's like, she's like, well, I think I know him really well. And he's like, both of us have seen his cock. That doesn't mean anything. And out of nowhere, he calls her a whore or something. And, like, the slick brother's like, yo, listen, Ronnie, like, I love you. You said shit again. It's fucking on. And he stands up and, like, gets to the drink and just calls her a whore again <laughs> or something like that. And they get into a full fight scene, and it's Tom Hardy playing both characters. That's fucking... What's this called? You don't remember what it's called? Uh, uh, I don't remember. Look it up. Yeah, if you look up his IMDb, J-Mo, uh, you'll see it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh-huh. like I think it's in the 50s or 60s in London. But... um. Yeah, that was really good. He's an amazing actor, and all after all that, which usually just jades people or makes them crazy, like he still has just jujitsu's brought that guy to the middle. Oh, that's fucking rad, dude. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. It's just it's neat to see celebrities be like people. Yeah, you know. Well, and then once again to fucking make that guy look good. I mean, he's done roles where he's done like mainstream, like Batman. He played Bane all the way down to he was in he played Bronson. And mm-hmm. if you've ever you've seen that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Super artistic, uh, artistic, artistic. Got tits on the brain, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was pretty weird. He was greasing up with greasing himself up with chicken grease while he's all butt naked and shit and fighting dudes. But it happened. That's hey. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta. Mm. Sometimes there's no way around that. You know? I saw another. Um, I think it was Watch Mojo. They had uh, one of Bronson's uh, long-term cellmates before he wasn't allowed to have any. And that guy came on and said Tom Hardy killed it. Did you find the name of that movie? Yeah, Legend. Legend. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, okay, and yeah. then his rap album came out in 99. 99. Oh, he which, was doing it. Which I have another factoid. Mariah okay. Carey came out with a punk pop rock album in the 90s. Never released it. It's coming out. Her family's releasing it? No, she's releasing it. Yeah, she's oh, still wait. alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking of... Okay, well, you know what? Why Listen. are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> yeah, Legend was the name of the film. All right, well, I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds cool as shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Tom Hardy's fucking rad, dude. So you went and checked out the uh, Skate Jam yesterday, huh? Yeah. Um, sorry, ahead of time. I'm really bad for names. Uh, I have to look it up, but... Um, uh yeah, uh a guy died. A Rob. Yeah, 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 he passed away. I, I ended up seeing his mom out there, and they were throwing Pam. in for Pam's that. Pam's the shit. Have you met Pam before? Um, I was around her a bunch, and you know what? She was just I, like everyone was like, "Yo, that's her. I should go introduce you." And honestly, like she was in front of me, like taking videos during like the uh, the best trick, and that girl had a huge smile on her face and was doing her own thing. I was like, "I'll meet her a different time." She's wild. 
Dude, That's all I've ever heard. Is she's super wild. cool. Was she wearing something crazy? Um, uh. Weirdly patterned leggings. Okay. And, yeah. So that's a lot of times because she would come out to the bullet a lot when I was working there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I mean, she's she's like you know late fifties probably something like that. And uh, ooh, that's tasty. Yeah. Bell's, uh, Bell's Two Hearted Ale. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't think I've had anything from them. I haven't either. I saw that. And, yeah. But yeah, she's got to be late late fifties probably. Just smokes a shit ton of weed, and she would come in wearing uh, like. Full, uh, like stuffed animal style PJs, you know, with yes. like the hood and the hat, yes. you know, the whole, the whole fucking thing. Just like Thursday at five o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> rad, rad as shit. And she's, she's cool too, because she, uh, people will be traveling through for whatever reason. A lot of times it's athletes that are, you know, they're going up to the mountain or something like that. And she just hosts everybody mm-hmm. bands come through and she hosts them. So she like just has people, cool ass people staying with her all the time. Hell she's, yeah, she's a rad lady. Yeah, it was it was really cool, man. Um, I, you know, I've since I've moved up here, I have met people in the music. I, I I've like found my little niches and like started to get involved with those people that are in them here. And skateboarding has just been one of those things I've been doing by myself with my son. And uh, I need to to get out there and meet more people. And and Rem is the one that talked me into going out there. Shout out to Remy, uh, at the Rem. Um, <laughs> Uh, Rem Redbeard motherfucker motherfucker Technically the other Rem's also a Redbeard motherfucker motherfucker <laughs> Okay so Rem's Sputin then I'm We've, gotta, we've <laughs> gotta get these two together That dude absolutely And make them fight Oh to the death Just like yeah something something cool There's gotta be a battle of the we Rem's can, I'll film it uh, Maybe it's a Like and subscribe contest. YouTube page <laughs> Oh god there's, there's some content there Yeah World, World star. star. World star. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Rem, that was his thing. He moved up here and got right into that. Me, I just had a bunch of stuff going on. I'm finally like doing my own thing. And it was like, that's been a big part of my life since 1996. Crazy. Did you ever tell you the story about how I got my first skateboard? I don't, maybe, possibly. My dad uh, grew up in Broward County, Florida until he was 13. That's when he moved to the South. And then eventually made his way to Oregon. Um so he grew up in the era and in, in like skating Vidocs and they were actually taking roller skates, cutting them in half to make trucks. So I come from that lineage of skateboarders, yeah. redneck skaters. Uh, I think it was in 89, my mom was pregnant and my dad decided to, to be international and take a trip to the coast in California. And uh, so they go down there, they're on the pier and he sees a skate shop and he bought a board and skated it for like a couple days and then was like, okay, maybe that time is, is gone by. And threw it in a shed. And in 1996, he found it and handed it to me. Right on. So That's that was my first cool. board. Had skate had skate stops on it, uh, single tail, old school board. And that's what I learned on. So since 1996, I've been doing this. It's a huge part of my life. And yeah, I was, Ram was like, I know you're, because like, we'll get back on it. I did kickboxing all Saturday and got the shit kicked out of me, but couldn't fucking walk. And like he hits me up as I'm going to get my son food, and he's like, "You should still come out. Just come sit." Like, I can't skate either because I, I got an injury. But like, so I ended up going out there, and it was just uh, Grey Goo was playing. It was awesome, totally Sh- epic. Sticky Gre- out there also. Um, I just saw Goo. Just Goo, yeah. But uh, great people. He introduced me a bunch of people, people from Missoula, skaters from everywhere, and it was just like, oh yeah, like I've been a part of a couple different skate tribes. When you start like breaking and moving other places after a while, it gets hard to do it again and yeah. again. And it's just nice to meet all these really cool people. It's super supportive. And then just sitting there with Rem, uh, we were discussing things how it's different here. 
Like we had been at the skate park for an hour and I'm like, dude, I haven't seen a drunk guy break a bottle. I haven't seen an adult yell at a kid. I haven't seen someone try to fucking break into someone's car in the parking lot. No one's smoking dope in the corner. It's just like the parts I didn't like when you'd go to a new skate park and you're like, you roll in and everybody's sizing you up and shit. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen up here. Everyone's just so happy to do their thing and have other people to do it with. And it's just... It was awesome, man. It was a really good environment. I mean, people were stoked. The guy who actually owns Dreamland uh, was up there skating oh, right in, in Best Trick. And that guy's older. He was wearing like white painter's pants. Hell yeah. And uh, there's like a 12-foot quarter pipe on one side they were using for the Best Trick. And there's a big-ass uh, concrete block that's like three feet high on top of that. And that dude's like trying, like riding up, like trying to drop in on it. And like that, I mean, like, dude, it, w- it was insane to see a guy push that hard that's that old. And they're just super happy. They had kids in there that were killing it girls guys it, it was it was a good time man damn that's i i should have gone i had stuff going on yesterday and i forgot about it until i had, i was gonna i was gonna text you about it earlier that week and then i forgot about it until i saw you posted posted a story i was like uh-huh. good i'm glad you at least got out there yeah yeah it's good to be around my people again it's just like like it's funny because like i would go throw a shirt on you realize i was wearing like a shirt from high school and it's an old consolidated shirt the one that says uh skateboarding is not a sport uh-huh. and literally you go to something like that where there's no big sponsors it's just local people who love what they do doing it and you realize that skateboarding is not a sport it's a tribal thing and literally, it's, it's little kids. Like, there was a girl in there that was absolutely, probably like 19, 20 maybe, absolutely killing it. And, like, she's doing hand plants and stuff on that big quarter pipe. And every time, like, like dudes, like, hard charging and, like, just straight stoic face dropping in. she go to drop in and grin from ear to ear and hold that grin, dropping in, going across the pyramid, and then throwing hand plants and stuff and landing and just, dude, like, stretching her ears out, smiling that big. Hell, yeah. It was just cool to see all this shit, man. It was, it's, Yeah. This is a cool reminder that that, that that part of it's still alive and hasn't been washed out by the Olympics or Nike SB and shit. Like, I remember when that happened, when Nike bought it, and it's like, oh, there's finally enough money here for you to care? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, it was good, man. And honestly, their shoes kind of suck. I'm not a fan I of them, I like man. Nike. Like, I know, a, I know. You're a company sneaker I enjoy idea. a lot. But, like, I bought a, I bought a pair of those... Uh, Janikowski? Yeah, yeah. And... They're, I mean, I've worn them plenty, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not in my top favorite shoes by a long shot. Yeah, the, just, I don't know. They're just the the way they're constructed is goofy. Well, now I'm seeing New Balance has an SB lane. New Balance is getting. Well, I think they're just trying to come back in general because they're like they're getting some big name basketball players again to put out shoes under them and yeah. stuff like that. So they're just they're just branching. I think they're trying to find a. They're rebranding. You know. Well, they got Jamie they Foy. Yeah, I remember as I've always said, you look just like Jamie Foy. Yeah. They got Jamie Foy signed on a New Balance, and I was like, here we go. It's a change of an era because Jamie Foy is no fucking joke. And he's also the only big guy that skates handrails. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Foy looks just like Chase. Long blonde hair. Um, he's lost some weight now because he's like he's been put into the uh, like the training camp of Nike. So he actually like has all their masseuses and their gyms and stuff. But he's Chase. He looks just like Chase. Chase's size. And that dude's doing like 20 stair handrails. And like you see him fall, and you're like... The ball's on that guy because big guy fall hard on skateboard. Like <laughs> that shit's real, and he takes huge slams. I mean, when you when you're throwing over like backside over crooks, so you're looking over your shoulder on the front truck doing down twenty stair handrails, and if you catch a, a a niche in the handrail or something, it fly onto your shoulder. Dude gets up and keeps doing it. So they got they got him. I mean, when Nike came out, it was um, Paul Rodriguez. P Rod was like their their first big one, I think. But. Uh, yeah skateboarding's come a long way man like growing up in a small town where there was only like eight skateboarders if that and like me being the youngest one and like skating loading docks when we were like 
10, 11 years old and like small town sheriffs like finding us behind it and like slamming us against walls, throwing our skateboards. Like I remember like them talking to us and pushing around like we're men and just being like, this is scary. Yeah. And then now you see it and like everybody skates and it's super welcoming. Like when I moved from Oregon to California, I remember like going from that environment to Northern California my first day of school, I remember like picking my clothes and was like, okay, I got to find my people. And I, I looked through all my clothes and I found the shirt that had the biggest skate logo on it. And I was like, I'll fly a flag. Fuck it. Yeah. They had a huge, huge Spitfire head on it. And I got off my uh, off the bus and I'm holding my board and I look around and everyone's wearing Etnies. Everyone's wearing DCs and Vans. And I'm just like, okay, does everyone skate? And then it wasn't until I was like walking by and I saw like three like grungy looking dudes like look over at me. And then they give me the eye, and I'm like, that's got to be the real ones. That's got to be them. There they are. But it was just weird, like, even just going state lines, just seeing how, like, it was already becoming that thing. That's actually, it's funny, because I feel like the Spitfire logo was, that was uh, one of the separators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, every every high school floozy was wearing at knees, but. Yep, with the small decline backpacks. Yeah. But yep. you, you only saw the Spitfire shirts on the grungy kids. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Osiris you saw it. on everyone. Because yeah. um, those also, I think, came with puka shell necklaces. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah <it was laughs> Zumi just dropped it in the box. <laughs> uh, another one was, like, anything by Foundation, Baker, mm-hmm. um, Fallen was kind of on the line a little bit, but Famous. Zero, um, Circa was on the line, but uh, there were certain brands that you would see, um, Pig, any of the more obscure ones, uh, Creature, when Creature came out, mm-hmm. that, was, that became another one that was like, you didn't see like preppy dudes wearing Creature, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Speaking of dudes that look just like me, they have big balls. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. How are your balls? <laughs> uh, you know, they're back to a uh, normal normal size still yeah. still you know yeah i got that text so like if you, a little backstory i got a text that i know it was something like hey bro uh you ever rip your sack and your nuts get big <laughs> and i'm like oh the way he worded that he's worried something's <laughs> something's wrong and i'm like no yeah. but it sounds like you either have torsion or a hernia and he's just like fuck i had to text you and colton pretty much yeah. at the same time no he i was on the phone with him because yeah. i was buying tickets we were gonna go see um Sweeney Todd yeah, at that's Whitefish right. Theater Company. Yep. And I was like, yo, what kind of seats? So after that conversation, it's like, so have you ever like had one ball way bigger than the other one? And I'm like, <laughs> thinking back in my fucking repertoire of shit I've done. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, no, no. He's like, oh, yeah. well, let's just ask for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't help you, man. Just <laughs> monitor and maybe tomorrow go to the doctor. That's the, exactly what I said. Give it a day if it doesn't get any better. Boy, it was the whole sack. It wasn't Dude. even. It wasn't one nut. It was the whole sack. Well, it you got, didn't tell me one nut. That's why I, yeah. as soon as I heard it was all sack, I'm like, man, that sounds like an inguinal. It was yeah. So I ended up spending all day at the doctor. <laughs> it, uh, it, get more, it, it get was more a, action to me. Oh, dude, <laughs> you have no idea. That was the most awkward fucking morning. Um, so, you, so you did get a boner? <laughs> no, I didn't get a boner, but no. I think that's because it was so awkward. I think I would have had a fear boner the whole time. Uh, well, okay, so part <laughs> <laughs> of the time. <laughs> All right, so here's here's let me let me lay the situation out. Right, okay. spread it out. So for us. last weekend was me and my wife's anniversary. We uh, went and got a year. We talked about this a little bit on the podcast. I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, Yurts McGurts. You know, I think. Uh, Maybe I did a little bit too much uh, strenuous activity. I don't really know what Fuggin'. caused this situation. I think I fucked myself into some big nuts. Ruckus lovemaking. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a great time. <laughs> the aftermath. 
a little scary. So I think Sunday night, maybe it was Monday. I think I was getting in the shower or something. I looked down. I was like, huh, that's new. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was. Yeah. So it was Monday night because I remember I woke up, I woke up Monday and I was like, man, pelvis is sore. It's fucking just thunder fucking all weekend. You know, I'll bruise my shit. Well, I get that because I don't have any meat around my pelvis. Yeah. So when I really go into jackhammer mode, eventually I'm going to throw this fucking pelvic girdle out of alignment. It happens. Scrawny guy problems. Yeah. So I just figured I'm not a scrawny guy, but I figured that's what happened, right? So all day I'm just like, oh, fucking bruised up pelvis, right? Yeah. I get home. Just, they're just, they're just big They're And I didn't notice until I was getting ready to go to bed. It was like eight o'clock and I'm like getting ready to get in the shower. Janice is like, you need to go to the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) like man i don't want to go i got that means i go to the emergency room for my testicles right now at 8 8 30 at night like that the game gets a hernia yeah <laughs> so i get in the shower i'm like can you just call a nurse or something tell her what's going on see if this is even something you need to be worried about you know tell her just tell her the situation they didn't hurt they didn't hurt that's just, what's weird yeah they were just huge, and it like felt like that. It felt like my sack was just full of jello. Oh god, I was that, like a, dude, that sounds like a fucking hernia. Yeah. So was it not a hernia? Well, it, it did end up being a hernia, but it's a. It was like kind of. It was more on the pelvis somewhere, and I so think it was not like an just inguinal? getting. I think it was just getting inflamed in my in my sack. Oh, so you, maybe you didn't pierce through a membrane. It was like pushing, like bulging it out maybe i think so yeah and it was just because it was like mostly on one side and that's what i could like i knew something was going on so at least i could point him to like (laughs) the area Uh but yeah so i get to the doctor like uh as soon as they open i think they open like 8 30 or something like that and i was i was there they got me right in and doctor comes in he's asking me what's going on and he's like well picture's worth a thousand words as they say i was like yep he's like well pull him down (laughs) i'm like all right (laughs) stand up you know eight inches from this man's face and Whip my dick out and let him prod around in there for a little while, and that was something. <laughs> he just starts blowing on him. <laughs> He's like, "You look scared. I think I just, I just got a your peaches are huge, man." <laughs> and that's the see. And there's here's the problem, right? My my nuts are like the size of a fucking not a let's let's say tennis ball. Let's say tennis ball. Tennis ball seems right on average. No, it's oh, in this it was like case, sweet this, Jesus. They're already pretty big. I've got I've got more nuts than I got dick. All right, that's just the way she. Works. I'm all balls. You know I feel you. I mean? yeah. yeah, and I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm a grower, nuts. not a shower. It's not a bad dick, but it's definitely a grower. You know what There's I mean? Room for improvement, <laughs> isn't there always? And uh, so <laughs> she's all you know. It, the nuts are all fluffed up, and he just looks scared, just kind of sitting on top of them. You know, I'm like, man, I'm just glad you're a fucking. 45 year old man and I'm not interested in you and the whole situation you know he was worried just to be embarrassing if you were a 36 year old man <laughs> yeah it'd be trouble game over uh, <laughs> so he prods around in my nuts for a while and uh, <laughs> I'm just getting fondled and uh, he's like well I mean, something's fondled. going on but I don't really think it's a hernia I can't I don't feel anything in here he's like I'm gonna send you over for an ultrasound an ultrasound he's pregnant so I always pull out. I don't get it. That's crazy. <laughs> that baby ain't mine. That's what Nick said. <laughs> That's what Nick said. <laughs> so I'm texting him. He's at work and I'm not there. And he's like, what's going on? So I'm telling him I'm going in for an ultrasound from my nuts. And he's like, oh, you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no pregnancy. You know, okay. no worries there. Um, they got me in really quick for the appointment. So I go over there for the ultrasound and, and uh, <laughs> this 
this 31, 32-year-old blonde chick comes out and gets me. And she's like, hi, I'm going to be doing your ultrasound. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, damn. So, boner that time? <laughs> no boner. It was uh, fear flaccid. So, no shit. Fear flaccid the whole time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, get in the room. She's like, all right, well, take them pants off. I'll be right back. So I get into the blanket, do the whole thing. And she's uh, very professional. I got to say, the chick was, she was good at her Rough job. hands, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So she's like, well, I'm going to put this warm gel on you. Gonna, it'll feel dude, warm. Dude, how are you? Oh, I, I literally, warm, all, the, all this sounds like me getting a boner. Like, Honestly, we'll put some warm gel on your dick. If I didn't think my, my nuts were going to fall off, maybe. Huh. Maybe. Yeah. I've been trying to get her number. I'm like, hey, we're already at third base anyway. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I was fucking <laughs> silent. Well, <laughs> what are you doing today, like, in a week when these heal up? <laughs> I was fucking silent most of the time because I'm just like, man, this is the shittiest fucking morning, right? <laughs> Maybe I just developed a new kink, but I'm like, I'm like, man, I hope my nuts get all fucked up. I'm going to go and have a nice nice Saturday at the hospital where someone's rubbing jelly on my nuts. Honestly, it, it was impressive that I, I kept myself under control because it was like, I mean, she was on my shit for like a half hour mm-hmm. a half hour and yep. just kept looping them up you know brushing the ween with her wrist it was a whole situation whole situation and then and then she gets done well and i'm, I'm asking her the whole time like well, do you see anything yet she's like and yet? i'm spent <laughs> she's like no i don't see anything and then like she got over to the area where i knew there was a problem and she just she got a little more uh, concentrated and quiet i'm like oh god well there it is you know <laughs> oh, and then she was there for way too long taking pictures and that was fun um, but you gotta cut me in on that OnlyFans. So my my dick and balls are staring at her this whole time, right? Yeah. I mean, they're just right fucking just looking at this bitch, and uh, she gets done, and she's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna step up, step out, so you can, uh, you know, you can get dressed and, and clean up." And I'm just thinking, what's the fucking point? We're I, we're basically dating, bitch. Plus, you know? I'd have been like, "You made this mess, like you <laughs> clean this up." Like, I'm thinking she's gonna throw a fucking washcloth at me as she walks out the I door. Clean yourself up, <laughs> uh, you whore. <laughs> felt like man not like this oh man yeah so that was my tuesday oh god that's awesome the gang gets a hernia yeah yeah so the doctor called me back said it was a hernia and he said basically they whatever type of hernia it was he gave me a name but he's like they did a study of this about this like starting like 30 johnny years huge ago. balls <laughs> uh, episode name anyway um <laughs> He's like, they did a study. They took like 100 dudes that were in the military that had the same injury mm-hmm. and gave half of them the surgery right away and didn't give the other half of them surgery. He said within 10 years, they all end up getting the surgery anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, I'd probably rather heal from a hernia surgery at 31 versus 41. You're so do fucking, it? Yeah, I'm just going to do it. So getting a consultation this week and... There we are. Maybe we can do a Tom Green style fucking. I was gonna say my brain instantly went to content. I'm yeah. like, what can we do I, with this? Dude, I was thinking the whole time. I was like, I should be live streaming this while she's fucking fondling me. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, he'll hold the camera <laughs> <laughs> or the balls. They might need. No, no, I knew you were going hands. there. I was about to be like, oh, hold the camera. Camera's safe. Oh yeah, oh, God. So, that's, that's the story of my large testicles. <laughs> did you get that yeah you get that? Yeah, right. I got that whole excellent. clip yep. excellent yeah. <laughs> that was awesome yeah oh, dude I thought I had one do you remember I thought I got one last year yeah I think that's why I actually texted you yeah I, uh, well, I would text you anyway yeah yeah uh, I, <laughs> I went to go climb Columbia with, uh, with uh, my brother and I came back down there's a sheet of ice around my truck and uh, I was in the blazer 
And uh, I opened the door, I grabbed the door frame, and I grabbed, uh, I think, the edge of the seat to, to hop in. And my hand slid down the seat. And oh, my feet slid behind me, so my body arced, and I went all the way down, and I caught myself in my arms. And I just felt my entire torso pull tight. And then it felt like someone just took a scalpel and went right on my like the V of like oh, my lower fuck. abs. And uh, I was still hanging. And I'm like kicking my feet, trying to get my feet back underneath me because it's the ice right there. And I finally stood up and I just looked at Tyler and went ghost white. And apparently he saw the action happen. And I look over and he's just staring at me like, what happened? And uh, I couldn't do pull-ups. I couldn't straighten all the way out for like a month. Good now though. Yeah. Good now. But like every time I would extend all the way, it just felt like a little scalpel just in, the, in my lower guts. So that's the closest I've gotten to it. I know <laughs> Lee got one. Yeah. Lee said he heard it pop. Yeah. <clears throat> Lee says a lot of things though. Remember? <laughs> Sorry, Lee was, Lee's just like a fucking awesome character that used to work with us. I mean, awesome in certain ways. but uh, Awesome in the way that there's a lot of entertainment value. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Lee Lee started like leaving work. Every, so he, if you got hurt, Lee got hurt the same way and would go home. Yeah. Right? So like like Crazy. me and Chase have a thing for breaking hands. We both broken <laughs> had broken hands at work. So one of us broke our hand at work. Uh, broke it, broke it. This guy over here, and out of nowhere, like two days later, Lee goes up to the boss midday, and he's like, "I think I broke my hand." I, I go, oh. "I forgot and about Chase that." Chase has got a cast on. And he's like, "Shut the fuck up!" I'm like, swinging a hammer with the with the arm that has a cast on. <laughs> dude, oh man, it was so crazy. But yeah, he he went, he'd go up to the boss's office and make some shit up to go home every day. We stopped calling him Lee. We started calling him Leave. Leave. Oh, leave. <laughs> And then also, remember, Armand used to do the same thing, just fucking leave all the time. And to this day, I guard it so no one blots it out on the fucking desk in the break room. <laughs> Armand, before he quit, wrote, Armand was here, and Chase wrote three days a week. <laughs> it's still there. Oh, I tagged my locker before I left. Is that still there? What'd you do? I just wrote, like, really big across the whole inside of the door, Chase was here. I haven't opened it. I don't know. Check it out. I'm still in the same one. Check her out. Oh, too. Someone <laughs> wrote elk, elk steak on a locker. I don't know who did that. It's been there forever. That's weird. Yeah. Rogan? Oh, dude. Hey, uh, we're down to... So, uh, some stuff... I mean, it's going to make you happy. Okay. Uh, Gabe's back. Okay. They brought Gabe back, and the moment uh, they pulled me aside, they're like, hey, we're just going to fill you in on this, which really means like we don't want to piss anybody else's above you with asking your uh, opinion, but we're going to. And it's like, Gabe's coming back, and they're just like looking at me weird, and I'm like... If you put him in charge, he'll run everybody off again. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. We're gonna make sure he's not in charge, and uh, that way that isn't gonna happen again. And I'm like, we'll see. You can still do that, and dude. Well, well, they had uh, they took uh, Chris from the trucking department with all the tattoos. Cool guy. Mm-hmm. Found out he uh, was a cop in Vegas. Did MMA and uh, for side money, he worked for Dana and would do security. Really? So he knows John Jones, like he knows Gabriel Gonzaga, like all these people. It was really cool stories. And I was training him because they wanted to put him on night shift to be a crew lead, uh-huh. uh, a shift lead. And uh, he was picking up a little bit slow, but he's super motivated, like a really good guy. He just needs to get, grasp it. And then it got to the point where uh, my boss's boss uh, was like, we need to put him on nights now. And I told my boss, I'm like, you can't send him up there until he's done training. Otherwise, for, it's overwhelming to deal with the bullshit of the people, like the social aspect of night shift, let alone not knowing what to do. And we fought and fought and he got yanked halfway to me training him. They sent him up there within Gabe being back for a week. He, uh, quit mid shift. Wow. Now there's one builder and Gabe left. 
weird. It's been three to four weeks, three weeks maybe. Boy, it's almost like it, I explicitly told them that for a couple of years before yeah. you told them that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. It, it, it's uh. Yeah. It's insane. So I left Friday, and uh, there was uh, the one builder he has left um, called in sick after the last guy quit. So that guy's quitting. And there's one builder, which is Gabe. And even Rich was like, Rich shows up. And I'm like, all right. Well, because I was in charge of the shift that day. And I'm like, I had to wait like 10 minutes just for anyone to show up. Because I was like, after 10 minutes, like, I got to call a boss. But like, you lock this bitch up. If you only have a saw crew, that's it. Like, there's no building. The juice ain't worth the squeeze. You know, you're, you're paying more money in bills and, and wages than you are getting production. And they roll in there. And I'm just like, oh, all right, cool. I see Rich. And I'm like, oh, you made it. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, there's no builders. He's like, oh, I'm going to build. And I'm like, Oh, and he's like, yeah, well, we'll see what we fucking get, but, uh, because Rich just doesn't give a shit at all anymore at this point, but yeah, so that's the update on that. Reasons I'm happy I'm no longer with my former job. I've, uh, I've actually, like, somehow crossed a mental barrier where, like, I sit in my corner, I'm a really overpaid jig lead now, and I listen to podcasts and books, I work as hard as I can every day, and the moment I go to leave, everybody's like, oh, man, this, this, and this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I do that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's walking all happy. Yeah. That's literally me walking through a fucking dumpster fire as I walk out of that building. And I'm like, I'm going to go do my own thing. That's and, the yeah. fucking way. There was an actual dumpster fire the last week I was there. Oh, yeah. And I just, I, that was like the last sign. I was like, okay, I did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> the dumpster lit on fire. Dude. I remember just watching that thing burn. Literally, I, I, I was the one that caught it. I sat there and watched it burn for like four or five minutes, and then I was like, I'm going to go get Jay. <laughs> That's so fucking You're funny. let someone know they should probably put this thing out. Yeah. Now I got to steal a dick from you. <laughs> so now just to, uh, just to switch gears here, um, there was uh, some interesting activity over Ukraine this past week. Okay. So I've, I've just got filled in a little bit before the podcast started, so this is all fresh to me, and I'm super excited. You got that uh, article pulled up? We need a Jamie-style name for Colton. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I know. I was, I was thinking on the way up here. I was like, CeeLo? I was like, no, that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure It'll come naturally. I think I'm just going to feed you edibles and stuff the whole time until something just fucking surfaces. <laughs> Swing that axe, Viking. Okay. <laughs> Chop another one up there, Colton. <laughs> All right, what you got, buddy? So the article is pretty basic, but it it tells that it was over Kiev. And there's been like, I don't know, 1,300 sightings. 1,300? Recently, more so since the uh, war in Russia. Which is a trend. That is a thing that happens. All day. Especially there's a nuclear power plant there. That's the big problem, I think. That's why I wanted to bring this up specifically. But what was, I mean, because that's 1,300 reports. So like probably a lot of them were the same. Seeing the same ones. Yeah. Seeing the same ones. But still, that's like a pretty, I mean, it was on, it was on their news channels. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're yeah. way past hiding that shit now, yeah. and I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, if I remember right, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like people were seeing lights and beams coming down. I saw pictures where it looked like it looked like spotlights. Really? Yeah. Well, the last uh, update I saw had to do with the fact that um, artillery was getting extremely close to that nuclear power plant. And I saw interviews of people that live in the town with the power plant who can't leave. And they're fucking like... Those people are ghost white, stressed to the fucking max every day because they can't afford to leave. And it, I mean, we're going to see a mainland Fukushima. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. I mean, that's a that's a messy situation. So like a while back, and I don't think this episode's available anymore. I might. I mean, I've got it in the vault somewhere. But we talked about 
a bunch of different UFO sightings, but specifically like in, in Montana, um, the, in the, the silos in the sixties, maybe a little earlier, but in that area, it's somewhere around there, but there was, yeah, there was some, there was some sightings in the area and then the power plant or the, 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 the silos got shut down, mm-hmm. completely shut down, powered off after, after these sightings, which is pretty interesting. And that's been uh, kind of a common happening when there is, you know, yeah, yeah, when that kind of stuff happens. So interesting. The yeah, the article just goes on to say that they're trying to cover it up, saying mm-hmm. because of the war, fucking uh, drones, mm-hmm. saying it, pointing it towards the drones. But we all know it's real. I mean, there's a few things I could think of from personal experience that would look like that. Um, parachute flares, maybe star clusters, um, which are all used to illuminate the night. But the problem is now is is that is a conventional war. And so everyone has night vision. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to use parachute flares or star clusters. Um, drones. Only there's one problem with drones. That at least, I mean, this was also 10 years ago with me. But, like, uh, I liked having drones. Having, uh, was it ISR um, on site? Because you get really good detail coming through the radio. When you're chasing dudes down, you can't see how far they are. Whereas they're getting the bird's eye view. So you can be like, hey, man, you're hooking too far to the right. Hook to the left. Go a fucking click farther. Like, you'll run into them kind of thing. But when drones dropped, especially, like, like predator drones like the big ones when they drop down to their level where they can do that you can hear them it's a buzzing sound yeah. and the problem I had with that was is like as soon as that would happen fucking dudes would like drop their guns pick up pitchforks and be like I'm the farmer mm-hmm. but like <laughs> <laughs> it was bullshit right but those little details make me <laughs> I did fucking piss you off fucking Johnny Jihad talk all that shit that I know where he's like I'm innocent civilian <laughs> but like, <laughs> But uh, anyway, so like the drone thing, I mean, at night, they're not going to be running lights. Well, and the ones that I, the pictures that I saw, pictures and videos, they was, they were above the cloud cover. Like specifically, this was a cloudy night. It, they were above the cloud drones. cover. They seemed to be all, yeah, no, I mean, they, they didn't really necessarily seem like a consistent, I mean, you couldn't really tell what height mm-hmm. they were at above the clouds, obviously, but it was, I mean, straight beams of light coming off these things. Yeah, yeah, those aren't drones. Was, it was pretty. What you got, Colton? Yeah, <clears throat> just adding to what Chase said was um, the phantoms that they classify. They have like three different um, classifications. Each go by birds, but um, this one, two observers found this was ten to fifteen, ten to forty feet wide, and traveled at thirty-three thousand miles per hour. Now, in comparison, ballistics can only travel fifteen thousand miles per hour. Yeah. So, I mean, they so they're, they're 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 constantly going at supersonic. Yeah, yeah, that's not a fucking drone. Yeah, dude, and that's the like, it's and funny. being ten Ugh. to forty feet wide, like it's funny to even try and cover some of this stuff up at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just you you know all that stuff's being tracked. Oh yeah, like it's obviously being tracked because the stuff that that our military has released. I mean, it, they've given you all the stats on this shit. They can tell you exactly, you know, how fast they're going, what trajectory. I mean, that stuff—it's all measured. It's all—it's mm-hmm. all out there. And yeah, th- those those specs right there it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. It definitely can't be a drone. Um, I wonder the flight time, how long they were seen, because that that starts to break other things down. Because if it's fuel related, anything that's in the air with fuel doesn't fly long. Does it seem like it was over? Does it give you a time frame? Like it was over a few days that, that most of these sightings were happening, right? And maybe there's st- maybe it's still going on. All the articles are from like two weeks ago. Yeah, but it did not give me a time frame. 
I hate that, like, even though we're getting juicy stuff right now, it's still, like, because just from working for the government, I know how, like, the uh, the passage of knowledge happens, even, like, all the way down to, like, who gets the coolest gear. Like, by the time I got cool gear, like, SF had had that shit for, like, eight years and moved on to just something else. So the way that, like, we're getting hand-me-down news, or we're at least getting it to the point where, like, they wait till they think it's been long enough to where it's not going to cause an uproar. Like, they're not going to tell you, like, this is happening worldwide while it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Do you see that picture? Hold on. It's, I mean... Oh, Look at that shit, dude. Me. Look at those beams coming down into the city. Look at that shit. Oh, conspiracy boner. Uh, can you, send, so can you rad. send me that picture? Yeah, so we'll I can post, post it. On Facebook? Yeah. Dude. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen these articles by now. Well, maybe. Because honestly, a lot of the... I follow a lot of like obscure, weird news networks that I know are just fake bullshit conspiracy oh, yeah. but they when a story like this comes out they really latch onto it and you see the, you know, a lot of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah so it's been all over my feed i guess maybe that's not <laughs> maybe normal people aren't getting the same news that i'm getting <laughs> I've, sl- I've actually been checking out of that a bit recently uh yeah especially with like the picking up of, of my training and shit like that i'm just fucking dead all the time yeah so i haven't been getting into it as much which sucks because like most of the shit I've been missing, I find out about. I'm like, ah, whatever. That's a fucking that image is amazing. It's insane, dude. Yeah, that looks like a sci-fi movie. God, I just hope they land in Montana because I really do still want to be the first guy to fuck a Martian. <laughs> I'll be fucked a Martian once. I'll be fucked a Martian once. Yeah, dude. Uh, they'll, they'll come back. They'll come back here. They'll, they'll see us again. Maybe you'll know? fuck around near some silos. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know, that's some weird shit. Make make of it what you will, I suppose, but uh, I'll post this image so everyone can see it if you haven't already. Did it's you listen, at least intriguing. Did you listen to the last Jeremy Corbyn um, episode of Rogan? No. You need to, 100%. Because okay. um, you know who that is, right? Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the guy who's pretty much like he, he like gets a lot of information, but he's almost become like, like Bob Lazar's handler mm-hmm. when it comes to media and stuff like that. Uh, he did Bob's documentary, came on with him with Rogan, uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Corbell. And uh, he came back and just, um, there were st- certain things he couldn't get all the way into because he hadn't been, had the chance to release. Because he's smart enough now because we're in this era of where we can actually release this real information to the public. But he is covering his ass because he doesn't want to fuck that up. So he makes sure that like before he releases anything, he actually sends it out to his connections and gets the okay to do it. Which is weird they're getting now. So some of it he hadn't gotten that yet, but... Um, he has found a way to bait UFOs. He has, over a long enough period of time of figuring out what uh, situations make them show up, including explosions near nuclear power plants. Uh, there's been multiple times that the Russians have tried to arm their nukes, um, and that's when they're showing up. And so he has a formula of how to make them show up. Okay. And that's literally where he's going with now. Interesting. And I can't remember, like, don't, don't hold it to me, but I think it's been tested. Boy, those aliens are going to get pissed once they realize we're just using them. Oh, dude. Just working them. I don't think they're aliens. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I definitely think they're human. Human? Yep. Just not from this time. We, I, mean, I keep meaning to fucking dive into that with you, and here we are I know, with not I know. enough time. We need well, to, next week we're going, we're going into the fucking time travel alien shit. Just, just real quick, just from what, what I meant by saying that is, if you have any belief in your head that in human in the future of the human species at any time regardless if it's a thousand years from now if you think we'll ever figure out time travel those people are here today 
Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. That's and, an interesting theory because people are like, oh, why aren't they, why aren't we seeing them? I mean, we have been seeing them for a while, but mm-hmm. it very well could be a situation where they, we know, ah, fuck, I don't know. There's, there's the a Mandala lot effect thing is happening a lot. And just the fact that, because the only other reason they'd be showing up in during these events, which could be um, apocalyptic events that we cause, like why are uh, humans are, are very conceited. And so we, a lot of people will say these aliens are stepping in to stop us from blowing ourselves up. And it's just like, that's a conceited human idea that someone who lives hundreds of thousands of light years away in their own galaxy wants to come over here to stop us from doing this crazy thing. The reality is it could be humans from the future coming back, trying to stop us from doing something we did. Something real dumb. And now I think they're playing the juggling game because you change one thing and it causes a different outcome. Now they're trying to fix that and this and this and this and this and this. And it's just constant juggle. And it has been a weird few years, I will say. Fucking strange few years. Very, Very strange. strange. I don't know if I want. I don't, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna set the world on fire, guy. All Let's right. fucking go. All right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's crazy. I don't know. There's yeah. some weird shit, man. Oh yeah. Fucking weird shit. Dope. You got any uh, competitions coming up or anything? What you got going on? We haven't even gotten into that too much. Oh. Actually, a professional athlete just in the Spend house. Googling. I'm gonna have you sign stuff. Yeah. Just, it might be worth some eventually. Yeah. You want to um, hit me in the stomach so we can sign my big balls? Hey. <laughs> also, big balls over Kiev is going to be the name of this episode. Yes. Yep. Yes, dude. <laughs> Man, you're, you're, you got the, the got fucking it. touch with titles. It. I got touched. So, yeah, no. Um, October 8th, doing a marathon like you guys talked about last week. I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect because... So what that is, is it breaks down eight weeks. We throw a competition normally, and it's all in one day. Mm. So we're going to start at 10, depending on the people. I've done quite a few of these, so I know the time, um, depending on how many people are going to show up, be over about six. Um, I've One marathon, I started at 11 and got done at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah it was shit. crazy. All night judging because i judge i'm a certified judge go to these big contests and i'm there calling shots uh and just all overnight red bulls for days like yeah just living off red bulls but yeah no um how many matchups does that usually put you throwing in it's only four okay. a week a week okay um, just depending on how many people how big the circuit bracket is mm-hmm. you know that's where it gets pretty yeah, if you have 20 people plan on more than 12 hours so and, and so you've been doing some competitions out of state also yeah been that, to denver been to washington how does that work as far as like i mean is it all it's all through the same league is it waddles the the league right yep watl world axe throwing league um yeah we're all there's different tiers so tier one is the big one our super bowl um and that's being held in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Appleton, Wisconsin, in December 14th. Um, and then Tier 2 is the U.S. Open. That one's already been done in Minneapolis. That was on ESPN2. Minnesota. Um, on ESPN, huh? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The Ocho? And then, I think so, okay. actually. Obscure Sports Quarterly? Yeah. <laughs> yes. we're, we're in there, though. Fuck yeah. Um, and then... Tier three are some major competitions that I've, the one in Denver, um, and I placed in the top 20 there. Um, and that's everybody across the United States. And, the top, you were in the top 20? Yeah. Fuck yeah, Colton. Um, 
and out of in the world in the world i'm taught 123 and holy shit um and that encompasses canada europe fucking new zealand australia sponsors I know. Sponsor stock. I know. So now we got to get a hold of Jason Momoa and see which one of you tattooed headed bearded fucks are really real about it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd throw against him. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'd love to drink beer with that guy. <laughs> that was a very subtle fuck you, Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. And you I can know. get it too. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say after that, let's go. You can get it fucking too. Um, fuck yeah. But yeah, no, it's a great sport. The camaraderie in the sport is what I really like because I could go to any axe house and say that I'm a pro and um, if they're Waddle affiliated or I've thrown there, I don't really have to throw. And they take, we all kind of learn from each other in a sense it's a new sport. Mm-hmm. Um, five years, it's been a pro sport. So Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. That, it's, it is neat because like, there's, there's a couple different axe houses in, in the area now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's obviously and, a growing yeah thing. And I think Hanks and Whitefish is going to be changing to IATF. That's another axe throwing league, and there's different parameters, different scoring systems along that one. Um, hmm. It's kind of a lower level league. Okay. Um, the targets are bigger, not so much. What's the idea behind that change? Just not having to be your own league. You can mm. have your own league, I guess. Okay. Um, it waddles ran a little differently you know and someone didn't like it so they started their own yeah so okay that's interesting because i mean if you think about like the way that you know if this is something that's sustainable and ends up continuing to grow you know that's it's kind of the same scenario with baseball Mm -hmm. uh, football hockey was probably i mean hockey was definitely that way at one time Mm -hmm. Where it was, you know, smaller leagues that that eventually merged and and became what they are today. Oh, I mean the well, original sticks and the uh, the U.S. continent expansion and yeah. yeah, and for it to really run a whole lot better for Waddle, it needs to be bracketed like that. They need to have like in hockey an A, B, C, you know, level. Because, work your way up low level leagues. Yeah, because you throw against someone that is, for lack of a better a word worse than you mm-hmm. doesn't throw as well as your skill set you're gonna throw really bad it throws your game off because they're over here dropping and making all that noise and you're not in your zone there's a lot of people that just play their game i'm one of them and i just play whatever's in front of me because i'm playing against myself mm-hmm. at oh, the end okay. of the day yeah um yeah i'm playing against him in the match but am i gonna get a 64 if i play their game you know you got to make it your own right so it, so it is i mean it's it's is is there really a when you're going to competitions especially out of state are, are is there any kind of a team scenario i mean are you not really um all, we travel as a group normally there's five of us that will travel um together to go do this but it's not really a team skill set until mm-hmm. you move into the duels discipline and that's uh, essentially four players playing against two on each team at the same time throwing at the same target oh shit you have to be in in synchronization to a point your axes have to be in the air at the same time but you try to get it as in sync as possible because if i show you my duels axe it's splintered the fuck it's wrapped in electrical tape because they robin hood and just really? demolish them. Yeah. I, saw, I saw that. I saw that handle when you opened your case the other day. Yeah, yeah this dude's got like a badass case with a bunch of cool fucking weapons in it. Fuck yeah! <laughs> you should have seen me walk into the gun store because there's a guy that won Fortune Fire that lives here, and mm-hmm. I wanted him to make me an axe. And I walked through the gun show with my case, and everybody's like, 
whoa, what's in there? Mm -hmm. It's got a big ass gun case, you know. So, it's all axes. Oh, and then, yeah. and then I got a medical tourniquet kit and stuff for accidents yeah, because I I've, Smart I've boy. seen, I've used some of my personal med kit stuff on the owner of one of the axe houses here. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm very pro tourniquet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How often do you see injuries? Because you'd think, not, I mean, you're throwing a fucking axe through the air. You'd think that that's, you know. Yes like, and no, yes, but, it's, but it's, it's, you're it's away from somebody. You. Yeah. yeah. But you're also drinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot the of these rebound. venues are BYOB. Yeah. Um, so it comes when it's in your hand and you're just playing with your Doing blade. shit. And it's like, you know, I've seen cuts on the hand. Uh -huh. The worst one I've seen was at Hanks and he literally put the blade into his leg. Fun, yeah. fun. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like chopped himself? Yeah. He was walking around and just... Damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Actually, that was one of the things that stood out to me the first time you took me out there. I was like, I can just bring beers in here yeah. I, me too because I, I went with that that night and it was uh yeah i i, I remember the amount of uh drunken people rebounds that i saw where yeah. i was like fuck me really well, yeah that's and the, kids that's the thing you get drunked up macho guys going in there i'm gonna throw this fucking thing as hard as i can yeah. throw it the wall. i'm over here like yeah <laughs> Dude, no, barely, you should uh, see his form. It looks like he's like, it's like throwing darts. I mean, he's got like a whole, it's, it's very, he's got his fucking set points and it's, yeah, it's kind of wild because you do, I mean, he calls me out for it every time, but I, I want to fucking just, you know, like, like uh, fucking pretend I got Tomahawk out there, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But yeah, it's, it's fucking dialed down. It's like, uh, it's like really aggressive darts. Have you ever thought about having someone make you a bearded, like a bearded axe to throw? something small see and that's another thing is they have to be in those parameters oh that's right the maximum cutting edge is four inches so oh, okay kind of you could do it that, but you'd lose yeah, weight yeah yeah because you'd have to yeah you'd lose two inches of, of steel basically mm -hmm. inside that inside that beard it'd look cool but yeah, yeah i get you it's, it's a fucking it's a it's a cool environment though for sure i, yeah. I know i don't go out nearly as much as uh you'd, you'd try and get me out there and i should but it is it's a lot of fun like you're trying to make time i want to do it again i i have a blast doing it man it's cool watching you go because it's just, like i said like i i've always uh I, i've been doing it for like stuff like that for a long time throwing knives throwing stuff uh throwing i had a my dad's best friend me and his kids they all did uh hockey knife tournaments so I grew up like walking through the woods and they had their own path and they had rounds of wood set up and they had swinging ones on chains and like mm -hmm. I do that stuff with them. So like I love doing it. It's definitely vast gap between what you do and, and yeah. you know me doing that. But like I like the environment. It's, it's a fucking blast. I really like it. That's a cool. Uh, I, would, would they let us record in there? I could talk to Jimmy. Or that might be honor. kind of a cool thing. Like even <laughs> if it was like a, a promotional thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that might be kind of fun to go and sit down, like set up a corner, hear the axes hitting the boards while you're recording and shit. I'd be a hundred percent down. That might be kind yeah. of dope. Let's, let's look into that. Dude, dude, we'll, we'll just well, recreate there's... the dodgeball, uh, commentators. Yeah. Oh from my the God. Ocho. Yeah, dude. The yeah. Yeah. Obscure. We'll just be acting like we're from obscure sports quarterly. <laughs> Bro, and there's so much room at the venue. We'll too. get really yeah. drunk in the background. Holy shit. This could be Do you want to commentate fun, one? Dude. Just, you oh can't my God. At American Axe. Can't drink at all? No. It's a family friendly environment, so they we're, don't. I don't know family if we know friendly. who we are. We're real good at being sneaky about that. <laughs> we will. I'll put the IV, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> that would be so much but fun. But it'd be though. cool to commentate it. Yeah, just set up a fucking comment booth. Do you imagine if we set up one night where it's not a competition? We did actually set up a full table, a booth, and everything. And we're just watching everyone throw, and it's just random people, and we're really being like cutthroat about like picking them apart. They're like, "Fuck you, man! I'm on vacation." <laughs> a lot of a lot of the times too that you'll be. Um, 
going to these big tournaments and there are people that are live streaming them yeah and they have a set up a booth and actual cameras oh, I on bet. the bar- boards and stuff like that yeah so we can do that it's not out of the norm all to right. have it be done well stay tuned well if we can if we can swing it and you go to a big competition a big one and we can go like that'd be rad just to do just i mean even just in the background but it'd, yeah. be, it'd be rad to do it would be like even honestly a, a marathon league would probably be a fun opportunity to do especially that if we sponsor you, you kind of got to deal with what comes with that sponsorship oh, you know? can we make you a strange jersey <laughs> yo there again it's a professional sport so there's parameters for sponsorships Hello? and stuff like that well but i mean we well, can what slap. are those parameters well it's like a professional jersey and then your axe house and then there's like six spots for um sponsors okay so and they just have to be verified or by this one company that produces each verify me yeah. well, let's look into know. it well, how about yeah. how about a forehead tattoo no. Okay. He I'm, thought about it for a, a split second. <laughs> it's well, cool I had to there. remember what I'm putting up there. So, uh, <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. That'd be rad. It's a, a little one right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll pay half. I, I, I'm not going to look like my brother. <laughs> yeah. Burn. Uh, we got any wrecks this week? Um, I think I... I don't think I do, actually. I think I'm kind of outside the uh, loop on that one. I've been same I thing. One. Benjamin Todd and all that. I've been listening to it over and over again. I can hear it. <laughs> Sorry, that's all good. What you got? I'm learning. Um, Lauren Ashore. You listen okay. to them? Who? Yeah. Lauren Ashore. Lauren Ashore. Lorna. Warna. L O R N A. Oh, I'm looking up right now. Lorna. Lorna. Oh, okay. What songs? Their well, their newest one. Um, you just had it. I just had it. Yeah, I just had it in my head. And then oh, you're, you're oh like, I was like, I just you're had going it. On the Rona or Rona. Okay, uh, um, Pain remains yes, to that the one. That their one? newest release. Okay, the old oh, Corona man. Shore. I'll get that. Listen, and then a book Ooh. that I was I was actually having breakfast with Sykes and just talked to some guy who was reading a book. I was like, what's that about? And he. Uh, told me about it and then i downloaded it and not what i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be a novel uh-huh. now it's a true story of a german monk in 1300s about a recount of what's going on in the, the church oh super cool really? translated from latin to um italian and then now to american what was it called in 97 um Fuck, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm already like putting my wish list. <laughs> the name of the rose. The name of the rose by Umberto Eco. That sounds pretty fucking cool. That Premise? sounds pretty fucking cool. The name of the rose. So it's just him. Uh, is it an account of what was going on in the church at that time? Yeah, it's him writing his account of all this fucked up shit that happened in the church in the 1300s. Fuck yeah, I got and that on my wish list right now. Not a novel, true story. Hell yeah. That sounds pretty fucking cool. I haven't had anything like that since. Pillars probably. Speaking of going to fucking breakfast at Sykes, you should see this guy eat. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> Getting down. You still lifting? <laughs> this fucking swole okay. ass motherfucker's trying to hit them car or hit those calories, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! What like four thousand, five thousand calories? Sweet. Okay, let's just run me through like a breakfast order at Sykes. We had to get um, a big table. Let me just preface yeah. it with that. Okay. Well, they tried to put us at a four seater, and we had that wasn't going to work. We had rib, and no, wasn't going to work. And <laughs> so I started off with one of their omelets um hash browns and toast sometimes i order their biscuit which is a mammoth biscuit Mm -hmm. 
oatmeal, um, and then pancakes for dessert. Carb and hard, but it's a, it's a big bowl of oatmeal too. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes I'll finish up Rachel's stuff. Holy shit, Colton! It was <laughs> it was an impressive. Other than that, I'll go impressive like, thing to see at night. I'll go after eating that whole dish. I went to Famous Dave's and had their Founders Feast. Sweet Jesus! <laughs> after doing legs, did you end up losing any weight this morning? No, no. I, I think my my scales fucked. Okay, okay. Well, I I lost sixteen pounds in a week. Wow, eating like I think my scales fucked. Yeah, but okay, I was about to say yeah, because <laughs> I was at two sixteen, and then this morning I was back up to two twenty six. I met you. What like, that two years actually kind of tracks after how I watched you eat yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for what, two years now. What what did you weigh when you first started working out? Just ballpark. Two fifty three, because that was the combination of my lock that I've lost, so can't get rid. Holy shit! Two hundred fifty three. That's insane. Um, and 13%. You're at 13 right now? No, not right now. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, went, I went on vacation and shit, so. That's what's fucking me up, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, because the amount of like the training I've been doing is pretty much just cardio. It's all high intensity, yeah. nonstop. So I started at 265. I've lost 10 pounds just doing that. Now I'm trying to add it back on. And I got to the point where I was like, I was starting to lift and eat right while I was still doing all that high intensity cardio. And then like I ended up like cutting up really well and I was trying to come back up and then I took a nine day vacation and didn't give a shit. And then now it's like restart on that one. But, uh, well, I took a two month vacation. Holy fuck. Yeah. And I still went back in and picked up four Oh five. Nice. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But four Oh five on deadlift for three. Really? Yeah. I got to 365 once and I did that twice. That's the highest I've gone so far, but I'm trying, like I said, I'm starting back over again, but that's, Savage, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. My PR was 465. Woo! I'm almost. That was. That's a bad man. I know. I was trying for the 500. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Oh yeah. We actually we kicked it all fucking day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So nice. We, we we went and saw uh, Top Gun for the second time. I want to see it again. It's so fucking good. It That's was. such a good yeah. movie. I want to see it again shit. after I know all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Like they, the flyby when they go over that uh, oh, show in the beginning, uh, that experimental plane goes over the top of the chain link in a little like house right there, yeah. a little building. When the roof comes off, that was all on accident. They couldn't reshoot. Like there's a bunch of, there's, there's, you can see like uh, Goose's son when he hits his head on the cockpit, like that was all real. Like there's so much cool stuff right. in there. That was, well, oh, yeah. and it's all everything from the G forces. It was all real, real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paying the army eighteen thousand dollars or navy eighteen thousand dollars an hour to shoot. Insane. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking wild. Who Gen- sets that rate? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just make it up. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is, it went back to number one on Labor Day weekend. It's still in the top five. That's Huge so crazy. Release, and it's been out for what three, four months. Yeah. So we we saw it on opening day, right? Yeah, I think yeah. How do you think it compares to the first one? I think it, you can't really. I, that's it's, how I feel, and I've listened to a lot of high end directors and stuff like that talk about it, and a bunch of them say it's better the second one. I think they're both amazing movies. I think it, it it's splitting the hair in a way that it comes down to what was the time like in the era that each one came out. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's definitely what makes it to where you can't compare it uh, however i would i think it, i think the second one probably was better I mean, it's it's so hard when you get into something that's so nostalgic like top gun well if we if we retract the science part of it though mm-hmm. like you know science has evolved and they're able to use so much better things now if you take that key aspect out of it i'm sure they're just 
apples to apples. Mm-hmm. By the way, they do have these in town. Really? Still still going. $20. Fuck yeah. Um, but I did like how you didn't have to watch the first one to see the second one. Absolutely. Like, that was it cool. helps, but Janice yeah. hasn't seen the first one. Divorce her. <laughs> she was, <laughs> I, I was thinking it's kind of cool Just because kidding. now she gets to, because she went and watched it with us last night. We took Rachel uh-huh. and Janice. And now she gets to watch the first one as if it was a prequel. Dude. And that's kind of oh, cool. That's what a, what cool. a great place to be in. Because yeah. there are certain movies like Goodfellas and uh, the Lord of the Rings series and um, uh, a couple of different movies that I really wish I could watch again for the first time. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that, like that's yeah, up there. Dude. Well, because like, the first one, like, like the second one is so amazing. For one, it's an amazing movie standalone. Second, I mean, the nostalgia aspect of it's gigantic. And then like the, the throwbacks in it are great, but it still stands on its own. The first one was groundbreaking. Like the, the one that just came out didn't cause a shit ton of people to join. Because of the nostalgia thing. Yeah. When the first one came out, I've actually like seen interviews with like old fire pilots and guys that were recruiters back then. Lines down the block for guys to join the Air Force. They were all Tom Cruise size. They were like, they looked it up. They're in the, the height and weight requirements. Like those guys could actually be pilots. And the, the Air Force and, and also the Marine Corps and the Navy, all of them that have uh, fast movers, like the recruitment level just skyrocketed. Like that actually changed shit. So, like, it's just coming from two different points, but both amazing movies. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Man, I don't want to get into these spoilers because it sucks. By the way, I've been thinking about this. We got to fix this. Somehow, we have to talk about stuff that's coming out or just came out. Maybe we maybe we push like when we talk about shit like that like spoiler possible things to the end of the episode. I well here's here's what I would say. I would say at four months it's and it the fucking one of the top grossing movies mm-hmm. in the last two decades. I, we could probably spoil this one. I think okay. So it. when when you think Tom's dead, like I remember like when I saw it for the first time, it was heart wrenching and at the same time like it's like like talking through tears. Like this is what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what he would have wanted. He would have wanted yeah. to die in that plane. Mm-hmm. And so and then you know he's not dead. But like when I saw that, it was just like sad as shit. But it was like that's the way he'd want to go. Like even yeah. like the, the the making like conveying these emotions to you in a film is is a lot of that's editing too. Mm-hmm. But like absolutely amazing, fan fucking tastic. The fact mm-hmm. that you don't, it's so kind of. Uh, it's up to you to decide who the enemy is. I yes. think was an interesting way yeah. to go. I think that was kind of cool. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, there was that was such a fucking good film. Um, Him becoming also, an ace. Yeah, I thought that was fucking yeah. rad to yeah. tie that together. And just to kind of throw that in at the end uh-huh. too, like not make a big deal about it. Yeah. Um, I noticed last night watching it for the second time, a lot of the the use of music was really cool because like anytime that they showed a flashback or a character that was in the original movie, it was all songs from the first film. Mm-hmm. Anytime they showed for the most part, newer characters, characters that weren't connected to the first film, it was newer songs. I thought that was cool. That's the, that, that is the, the, the steak and potatoes of mood making, whether yeah. it's lighting, soundtrack, mm-hmm. you know, cinematography, all that, to convey emotion that way. Lighting like, it was, was just fantastic in this one too. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, because I leaned over to Janice, when, the, the first scene that you see Jennifer Connelly behind the bar, mm-hmm. I leaned over to her and I was like, hey, do you know who that is? Because she's a big Labyrinth fan. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing that, I noticed that Bowie's playing in the background. Yeah. And so I was I told her, I was like, Well, actually, before I tell you who it is, Bowie's in the background. And she's like, Okay. I was like, that's Jennifer Connolly. She's like, Holy shit. <laughs> like, so that was kinda I didn't didn't catch that the first time. It's those layers that make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's not in your face. It was just like a really kind of subtle thing in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a cool, like, here's a nod to a fucking legend, you know. Yeah. Pretty fucking neat. 
pretty fucking neat. Fuck scene where yeah. Rooster's playing the fucking piano was cool as shit. Yes, yes. I thought that was rad. And then you get to see Tom just staring at him, watching. Isn't he yeah. doing it through the window? Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. through the door. Yeah. Where it's almost like he could step in there. Like, even though they had a bad relationship, he could step in and they could do this big throwback style, yeah. like, nostalgic scene, but they didn't, you know? Like, and I thought it was better they didn't. Well, but, plus just the whole, like, they don't know who the fuck he is until he shows up. Which was great because you'd think, like, you thought when it was coming out, like, he'd show up. They'd be like, oh my God, that's fucking Maverick. Yeah. Like, they were all so fucking hot shit. Yeah. They didn't yeah. give a fuck. They did not give a fuck. Well, yeah, just an old guy. Tom's, uh, Tom had to play out his feelings for when he's remembering, you know? Yeah. He had oh, yeah. to take that moment to kind of heal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he never got cool. over Goose going no. and yep. blamed himself for everything. And then, like, I'm happy they didn't go too deep into what he did with Goose's family, but they yeah. topped it. They, they touched on it enough for you to feel it, but not to make it a huge part of the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was there was a lot. I was trying to watch it last night through the lens of someone that hadn't seen the first movie, just so mm-hmm. I could like, if Janice needed explaining, I could like see where that was at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, they, they, there was like so many little things where he would reference stuff that had happened in the last twenty years that they didn't touch on at all which was kind of brilliant mm-hmm. because it was just like catching up with a, an old friend kind of thing you know there was something yeah the way that, that was done it wasn't like overdone they didn't fucking beat the nail down you know mm-hmm. there was there was something very cool about that even dude the fuck i'm the first time we saw it and and there's that message from tom at the very beginning of the movie i thought that was so great so fucking cool. so great they did that the breaking of the fourth wall and just like speaking out to the fans that like they're still here because like for me I was a kid, and that was a VHS my grandma had. And my mom, like, I'd put it on every once in a while. My mom would walk through the room when she was like young, and she'd be like, oh, 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 and come sit down and watch with me. And she was like, this and this. And like, you could tell that was her era when it came out. Yeah. And like, I grew up loving that movie. Yeah. And so, throwback it was, was, was awesome. Super fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Super I uh, cool. did a house for a Top Gun pilot. Oh, really? Like, Commander. No shit. Yeah. That's fucking cool. You did a what for it? I did his house. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Nice. Still good friends with him. Hell That's pretty yeah. rad. Yeah. So cool. I mean, yeah, he was there during 9-11. Damn. Oh, like shit. That. And he was, well, he was on his way out, but since I have he's like, hmm, no. Hmm, no. I'm going to do this. Yeah. So, fuck yeah. There was, I'm, I want to show her Iron Eagle now, too. Do you remember that movie? It's been a long, long time Iron since Iron Eagle. That was like another, another saving of the parents movie. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's I can't even remember the entire plot line. I just remember I thought it was fucking cool as shit when I was a kid. It was, I'm sure that that was one of those things where it was like Top Gun did well, so we're gonna make a teen version, and that's basically what that was. But. That was another movie that was in my grandma. My grandma had this like uh, VHS case, like karaoke case, like a thing that opened up, and it had like the drawers on the side and the drawers in the back. And I remember that one was always in there, and it had the uh, the plastic squeeze case around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um fuck, what was my recommendations for this week? So I finished Fairy Tale. I can't remember if I talked about that last mm-hmm. week, but it was it was really good. Definitely worth the worth a read. That's Stephen King's newest book. You um, finished it and it was good? Yeah, it was a very different tone than than anything else I've read by him. Mm-hmm. Um in a good way. It was just it was just a very different story. It was connected to some things that I wanted that I wanted it to be connected to. Um, but not in like a real in your face way. And it's a it's an easily standalone story. I mean, it, that's how it was written, um, but very good. And then I started Dreamcatcher by Stephen King. <laughs> not and too far into that yet. Like not six, far enough. Six six chapters. Really good so far. It's an alien story. Hell yeah! So that's fucking cool. I uh, 
been wanting to i waited too damn long um I used to read Dean Koontz, and then they're just really easily digestible reads. That are they're they're good books. They're yeah. really easily digestible. And uh, there's a couple of books I've been trying. I've been trying to remember. I'm like, oh man, that was a great book. Like, who wrote that? And I just forgot. I wrote off Dean Koontz when I moved on to other authors that were a little more had a little more depth to them. Yeah. But uh, it came with um, Tyler talking about there's certain movies that he's been. Um, are certain books that he's been uh, reading that he can't get all the way into that have really slow openings. And I've been trying to remember some of these old Dean Koontz ones that were great to throw at him. Um, one of which is TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever read that. Uh, I don't think I ever read it, no. I can't remember all of it. I but didn't, for some reason, I, didn't, I never really got into Koontz. It, had a, it has to do with a curse of... Ah, oh man. What are, what are the... I ride fucking motorcycles too. I can't remember this. Uh, the gremlins that crawl onto bikes when you ride down the highway, do you have a bell on your mm-hmm. bike and that you're supposed to shake them off? It's kind of like that, but uh, he gets one in his car and it follows him everywhere and it's like fucking his life up and he only has like a certain amount of time to get rid of it before he dies. TikTok's a really good one. Um, I'm looking right now and I, I, I can't see it yet. Uh, there's one that was my favorite book for a while and it's this kid who's pretty much albino and both his parents uh, worked in a lab in this town next to the beach. And they uh, he knew they were working on monkeys and doing some type of experiment on them. And there's a breakout, and his parents die, and a government official shows up at his house, and he's a young kid and tells him, like, oh, your parents are heroes, this thing happened, and whatever, they lie to him. Well, he grows up, he, uh, he is allergic to UV ray. So, okay. but he's a bro. He likes to surf at night. Uh, I think it insinuates that he likes drinking beer on the beach and smoking weed. His parents are dead. He's been alone himself this whole time. And he, he just goes out at night with his dog on his bike, and he acts like the night is his daytime. Okay. So he's just cruising around, a little beach bum kind of guy. I think he's like in his early 20s this time. And then there's certain other people he's met that are just cool-ass bros that don't go to sleep like early so he knows these people (laughs) pretty much he meets these people from hanging out at night and running into them and then they all know that like if they have a long day and they're not going to sleep eventually get a knock on the door it's like yo that's fucking steve like what's up dude well um he kind of figures out that like these monkeys have gotten all the way out and they're killing a lot of people and like it's all at night so he uh at one point he ends up like almost sacrificing himself because his parents bodies are somewhere and he uh, goes into the morgue to see him and literally the 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 entire way it's written of him walking down that hallway to get in there at night after he breaks in every single uv bulb that he walks underneath is killing him and he's just trying to get in there and and damn he and he finally sees the bodies they're they're chewed up and then he realizes what he was told wasn't true, and these fucking monkeys, whatever they infected them with, killed his parents, and they're on the loose. So at one point, literally, like he goes to one of his buddies who like handmade a fucking hut on the beach, and is a total stoner hippie dude, and meets up with him. The dude busts out a bunch of shotguns and shit, and they make like a stand in this hut on the beach as these fucking crazed apes are trying to come through the walls and shit. And the, the, he gets stressed out because every time the sun's getting ready to come up, he can't keep fighting. He has to go to sleep, and he knows that the next night it might be worse as they continue to try to make this fight happen and he's just a regular ass cool bro dude and uh trying to save everyone and no one knows because it's all happening at night that sounds pretty fucking cool so there are some really good ones but tiktok is one to start with i'll find the name of that on the next uh the next episode i'll shout it out i guess my last thing here watch uh monster the jeffrey Dahmer jeffrey Dahmer jeffrey Dahmer story i haven't started it yet holy shit it was fucking good it's really really that good yeah it's i well, it's Evan Peters. Yeah, Evan Peters and it's Ryan Murphy. Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Uh, American Tate Horror from Story. American Horror oh, Story. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, plays no Dahmer. shit. Because the first season is my favorite. And Ryan yeah. Murphy is, yeah. is the director from from American Horror Story. Fuck yeah, yeah, and so fucking good. I mean, I like. There's been a lot of good stuff. That's a lot of good retellings of that story. Mm-hmm. This is this is the best one. Hell this yeah. is the best one by far. Yeah, I've seen pretty much everything I can get my hands on that's came out. The Young Dahmer. I've seen a yeah, bunch of different Yeah, my friend ones. Dahmer was really good. Yep, that yep. one like, he's like 2017 or something like that. That was a, that was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And this one had kind of the, some of the same feel. What era of Dahmer is it in? All of it. It's, it's a whole life? All of it. It's no 10 episodes. They're about an hour long a piece. And a, he starts it in an unconventional way. It was very... It, it felt very organic and true. And like, I don't know, just the the way the story that they told, because it was multidimensional, it was like, not only was it the story of Dahmer, but it was also the story of like the fact that he was living in this area that was the, the cops were fucking corrupt as shit and could have mm-hmm. stopped him a hundred times. But because he lived in the ghetto, they're like, fuck these, you know, fuck these brown people. Yeah. And they let just them fucking handle let, it, shit. let it keep happening. Let it keep happening and happening, happening. Because he did. It was minorities mostly that, that he was going yeah. after. And I will say those clubs because there's. I mean, uh, Reverend Jackson was involved in, in certain portions of that story. And I mean, it was so, there's such a deep concept. And I don't think I on, I truly don't think that his murders were racially motivated. But I think the fact that he was allowed to do it for as long as he did was racist on the cops part. A hundred percent. You know, Low priority. I, in I think eyes. that he I think he was I think he had a type. I think Dahmer had a type. Oh, yeah. And it was that was fucking gay brown boys mm-hmm. but that I, I don't think he was killing people because of their race i just well but, he always said he didn't want them he didn't want to be alone he didn't want them to go away so yeah. he kept them yeah the way they really dove into some of those relationships too was was something that we haven't seen in that i mean i've i've read about it in 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 biographies and and whatever but to to see them laid out that way really kind of personalized you know uh, uh the victims in mm-hmm. a in a way that was really interesting um definitely go watch that Hell yeah. I just remembered a book that I've been trying to remember for months, um, and I'm downloading it right now, Chaos by Tom uh, Tom O'Neill. Have you heard about that? Mm -mm. So this guy spent 30 years making this book, Um, but it has to do with the entire life of Manson, and through the while he was writing it, the CIA continues to to declassify information. Um, uh, The book is based on the fact that uh, Charles Manson was locked up in jail at one point, and was visited and was put on the LSD trials. Uh-huh. And he was taught how to manipulate people. And the entire thing is ba- is is CIA backed. Everything he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be an absolute fucking amazing read. It's four and a half stars with ten thousand ratings. I've I've definitely heard that theory and that story before. So I'll have to I'll check that book out. Yeah, I just downloaded it now, so I'll start reading that. I got a little bit of the shiny it, left. It's, it's basically it's MK Ultra is what they're talking. It's one hundred percent part yeah. of the MK Ultra. He was in it because so was Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. There's a, and there's a few other high profile people that you know about that you don't know were involved in that in that uh, test. So and by the way, anyone that's like thinks that's conspiracy, it's 100 percent not. Yeah, it's, it's been released. They've admitted they did it. It's all real. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't, actually they went. haven't necessarily admitted what cases were what or mm-hmm. who was involved. But, but they admitted it's, it's doing out it. there. Yeah. yeah, yep, giving people acid mass amounts of LSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna read that and then hopefully, how long is it? It's only 16 hours. Hopefully by next episode, I'll have something to say about it. Hell yeah. Got anything else, Colton? Well, let's wrap her up here. Nah. Fuck yeah. Well, thanks for uh, coming in today. We'll I appreciate fucking, it. You'll be hearing more from Colton in the future. Oh, yeah. 
uh, fucking stay strange and uh, check the YouTube page for some stuff that was posted last week as well as I'll be doing one today too I have another one coming watch out watch me talk about my balls again oh <laughs> yeah I, I like specifically was clipping that conversation so uh, you'll be able to see that live I hope you got my seg- segue into it because I thought that was pretty good oh yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> alright All right, stay strange we'll be back next week good night night yeah good episode that was awesome we out Podcasting.